Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Moments like this, these last two football games, being able to do what we've done, energize a city, right? Energize a, a, a town, energize fans, uh, is only going to make us better moving forward. And that's the part that I'm excited about. No one, no one thought we should be here, and we just kept believing. And it was really cool, really cool to be a part of. And, and it was special. And like I said, just the beginning. You know, I, I go back to April, and I, I told the team in April, I said, expect to play playoff games on the road in Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City. You know, I think that was this this year, obviously, was huge for, for this organization, for our city, for just our franchise, you know, moving forward. And, and it kind of sets the bar of, of, of who, who we're going to be and, and what we're going to do moving forward. And and that's the mindset and, the, and we won't settle for less than that and this this won't be this won't be the last you guys hear of us so we'll be back this boy got a hit Ten Ten xl 92.5 fm presents jaguars today with your host mike dempsey tony smith and e to the t all right good morning everybody happy tuesday to you hope everybody's having a good start to their day gorgeous out here on the first coast and uh let's hope that's the case wherever you find yourself in duval county et you get a haircut did you buzz yourself up no okay maybe just, you've been wearing a lot of hats yeah, lately. yeah that's probably it a lot of hats i just haven't seen the hair uh unhatted <laughs> I look different because I just crushed that open. You that, did that, crush that, that update. That, that update. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, yeah. Goodness. Ah, we are ready to roll. I, I don't know. I kind of like you messing up the update, man. You put me in a great mood. <laughs> I bet you Start do. the week. I'm still in a good mood from that. Uh, today, Tony, good morning. Good morning. How are things? Good. All right. Uh, you went with your long sleeve red uh, T-shirt. Yeah, the Pepto-Bismol shirt. Yeah, it kind of is yeah. Pepto-Bismol. It's not quite pink. It's not quite red. It's like yeah. a salmon yeah. almost. Uh, I went with the lime green 1010XL shirt today as we continue to make our way through the 1010XL wardrobe. You can't see us, but trust us. <laughs> trust us. That's where we're at today. Uh, I got a lot of things I think we're going to have fun discussing mm-hmm. on the program today. Um, some of them have already started off uh, with some pretty good conversations on Twitter this morning. Uh, we'll go back and take a look at yesterday's poll question. What a finish! It was, as it came down to the wire, uh, Christian Kirk saying yesterday that he doesn't feel like he is getting the credit he deserves. I assume that is outside of Duval County proper, Mm -hmm. because uh, I don't know anybody inside the uh, cozy confines of the actual Duval County here that uh, has been critical of that contract at this point, right? I mean, look, we all probably like, hey. Don't know if he can live up to it, but I hope he does. I hope he earns his incentives because that means he had a hell of a year. Um, when you look at the top of the market at what wide receivers are getting paid right now, Christian Kirk, I wouldn't say he's a bargain necessarily, but he's not 
anything that you should bat an eye at for the level of production he gave you this year. No, and we discussed it when they signed him last year, obviously. The contract was a big talking point around the football covering nation, right? Like, it was just a big deal that Christian Kirk got that money. And look, we said it at the time. Get that money, money. What were they supposed to do? On a team that was deficient at the position. Overpay for a playmaker or two. Right. Like, that's that's what they were in position. They had the money. They had a big need at the wide receiver spot. Christian Kirk was the best of what actually became available in the free agent market last year. They paid him like a guy that they felt like could like project into being closer to mm-hmm. a number one than the number three that he had basically been asked to be during his time at Arizona. And it worked out. For a year, it worked out. Christian Kirk had a really good year in Jacksonville last year. We'll see what the rest of that contract looks like uh, for Christian Kirk, but maybe he's not getting the respect he deserves. We went over the numbers yesterday when we were looking at the poll question. You know, like he does, if you look at everything in totality, I think he has played as maybe a top 15, 16 wide receiver in the league. Oh, I would think for year. sure, and that, that's right. a pretty comfortable range to put him in yeah. right there. and. Good enough, man. For a team that desperately needed it, they hit on it with Christian Kirk, and we'll see how much pressure Calvin Ridley coming in here takes off of him ultimately or whatever else they do during this offseason. But, yeah, for a year, A-plus signing with Christian Kirk. I mean, career in highs in everything. Catches, yeah. yards, uh, average yards per catch was second best to his rookie season. Eight touchdowns was a career best. Uh, he was a big focal point of this offense. But, yeah. you know, and we knew this was the thing. Last year, he had, like, uh, just over 100 targets in Arizona. You mm-hmm. thought, well, his numbers are going to grow because he's going to get the ball more here in Jacksonville. And he got it about not quite two more times per game on average. But he had 133 targets on the season. So, it's in that ballpark, right, yeah. where, you know, um, 1.7 extra times a game. So, he got the opportunities. Today, we're going to try to at least hypothetically consider getting him some help in that wide receiver core. This is something we were – going to touch on yesterday and just got caught up in different conversations. So we kind of mentally filed it away for today. But, you know, there's been some speculation that maybe the Bengals will trade T. Higgins, mm-hmm. right? Because you got a big contract extension coming up for Joe Burrow. You're going to have to give Jamar Chase one likely after next season. You've got other guys like Jesse Bates or a free agent that you might want to retain. And there are, you know, you can't keep everybody – uh, and that's going to be one of the challenges at some point going forward for the Jaguars. Right now, I feel like they can keep most of their key pieces mm-hmm. if they want to. Now, if you make a big swing at a guy like T. Higgins and bring him in, you're not going to be able to keep everybody. Uh, you're going to have to probably, you know, pare your roster down maybe even a little bit further, depending on how you structure things, because he's going to want a contract extension. You wouldn't trade for T. Higgins unless you were anticipating giving him a four- to five-year extension. Certainly. That will take him throughout his 20s. By the way, T. Higgins just turned 24 last month. Yeah. Right? Played a little college ball with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, So today's question of the day presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate is T. Higgins related. And there are a few different options, but it's basically a yes or a no. And if it's a no, tell us kind of why it's a no. And this is – Gone back and forth a little bit this morning already. We're over 200 votes in since I posted this uh, about, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes ago, whatever the case. Um, I guess 47 minutes ago, it tells me. Would you be in favor of the Jaguars trading the 24th pick, their first-round pick, 
in this year's NFL draft to Cincinnati for T. Higgins. Higgins has one year left on his deal, so you have to assume he'll want an extension worth at least $20 million per season. Yeah. Guy with two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons like he's had, averaging 13.5 yards per catch or better all three of his years in the National Football League, he'll get that kind of contract yeah. if he hits the open market. So that's the cost of doing business. So your options today are you could vote yes, let's go all in. In other words, hey, you know what? Trevor Lawrence is here now. We've got him on a rookie deal at the moment. This may be a time to maximize pushing some other dollars in other directions until we have to drop 45 to 50 large a year on Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence, right? So, yes, let's go all in. That's one side of the thing. The other side is no, but it's because of two different reasons, whichever one fits your worldview better. No, it's too high of a pick. Like, maybe you'd say, I'd trade for him, give him the extension if they'll take maybe a second and a fifth or something like that, but I'm not giving up the first-round pick. If that's the sticking point for you, that's fine. The other one is no, you don't think T. Higgins is worth that kind of contract, and that's fine as well, in which case you might not feel like he's worth that pick either, or you might say, you know what, I'd give up the pick if I could sign him for $15 million a year, something Mm -hmm. like that. So whatever, it's it's not perfect. It never is, right? Rarely is. Uh, But pick the option that best matches your feeling on uh, the situation. That's today's question of the day. So yesterday, we ended up, anytime we get over 1,000 votes, it's a pretty active poll, right? Because most of the voting gets done during the show. While we're on, we're talking about it. And then it kind of trickles in throughout the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like five, 600 is a good, solid poll that we'll throw out there. Uh, this one got 1,188 votes. And we asked you yesterday who was the best offensive free agent signing by the Jaguars in 2022. And Christian Kirk led this the whole way. You voted for Christian Kirk, Tony. I did. E.T. voted for Christian Kirk. I did. I voted for Christian Kirk, and although I gave a, a nod to Zay Jones based on the value of what he is actually making and the contributions he made. But a late flurry gives it to Evan Ingram. Hmm. 44.4% to 44.2% Ingram (laughs) over Kirk. Now, you know, one of the reasons I didn't vote for Ingram is because it was a one-year situation, right? You you only have him for sure. Now, this next contract, you may say, hey, that's a great signing because we brought him back. But as of now, you've only had him for the one year, and there's no guarantee, although you could. The, the team can control whether or not he's back with right. the franchise yeah. tag if they need to go that way. Either way, we're obviously uh, happy with the success of all of the offensive free agents that we put in the poll yesterday, including Brandon Sheriff. Uh, add him in there, who only pulled 5.9%. Zay Jones got 5.6%. Um, you know, tough field for once. Can you remember a time when the Jags assigned that many guys on one side of the ball, either side of the ball? I mean, I guess you go back to 2017, right? And they get Calais, they get Boye. Was Barry Church coming in that year or was he already? That was that year. It was that year, yeah, right? So it was I mean, to Sean Gibson the year before. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Calais played at a player of the year level. Boye, arguably, statistically, by some measures, was the best corner in the league that year. That may be, those may be the best two immediate impact free agent classes in franchise history. Could be, yeah. In terms of immediate impact. Now, you know, you, you don't have to send me a list of guys, hey, what about this guy? You can if you want to, however. <laughs> uh, I also uh, tweeted out today, Tony, and I'll have to look to see if anybody's guessed correctly. 
Uh, and it's there's no prize associated with it. We thought we might have a little bit of a, a fun time with this. We decided to try to get some different kind of Jaguar guests on the program here in the offseason. There's nothing wrong. We love Fred Taylor. We love Tony Baselli, Jimmy Smith, Mark Brunell, all the big-name guys, all the, the guys who come in and regularly uh, host with us, like David Garrard and Jeff Lagerman and Tom McManus. We have those guys on mm-hmm. all the time. So we decided to come up with like a list of players that would be fun to talk to that had whatever their moment in time with the Jaguar franchise. And either we haven't had them on before, or we haven't had them on in a long time. So we're going to be doing that in the days ahead. So uh, E.T. went ahead and uh, booked a former Jaguar tomorrow uh, for 1040 a.m. on the program. And uh, I tweeted out that I don't think I've ever had him on any of my shows, but he is a key figure in franchise history. And so far we've had guesses I don't know how serious all the guesses are, but some of them are. Uh, Kevin Hardy, Drayton Florence, a lot of Tony Bracken's guesses, Natron Means, uh, The Boat. Yeah, we've had The Boat on plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not, not that we wouldn't have him on plenty more. Uh, Rich Tilsky got a, a guess. Many guests, Paul Spicer, <laughs> yeah. Shaq Harris. We've had Shaq on a bunch of times. Had Spice on, I, I couldn't tell you how many times. Now, some of these guys we haven't out on in a while, mm-hmm. right? And so that's understandable. Uh, oh, there's a uh, Cristiano suggested maybe Gene Smith would be our guest on the program tomorrow, and we could all look back at the great Brian Anger draft uh, together. Mm-hmm. That is incorrect as well. Greg Jones, Desmond Howard, Kyle Brady. Uh, let's see, um, Pazlesny, Henderson, Brunel, Schmangi, Jimmy Smith. Who else? Blaine Gabbert. Ooh, that would be a good one, right? <laughs> Blaine coming in. He's a free agent, by the way. Could he challenge for the job in training huh. camp? Uh, <laughs> Mike Hollis, uh, Steve Berline. That's another good one right there. Uh, Urban Miller uh, getting some guesses. Uh, none of those is correct, however. Um, so, anyway, um, Natron Means, I don't know if I mentioned him. He got several. Uh, Matt Jones <laughs> getting several <laughs> guesses. I'd have Matt Jones on. Yeah. E.T., you got any contact info for Matt Jones? No. Uh, you know any bail bondsmen in Arkansas? <laughs> no. No? But I do know that our guest, he is like confirmed, confirmed, because I'm chatting with him right now. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Me I really too. am. You know, he, uh, anyway, if you want to guess, just to play along, we'll, I'll tell you what, by the end of the show, we'll tell you who it was. Yeah. One way or the other. And uh, Or when it gets guessed. Uh, or, right, if someone guesses it, yeah. and uh, who knows, maybe at this point, uh, maybe I will give you something. Maybe I'll give you a classic throwback Jaguar Coke bottle from uh, oh. the 1990s. Why not? Oh. You know what? I will do that. And this is, yes, it's only for people who are on Twitter right now because that's what I'm looking at. Uh, no <laughs> one's guessed it. There are a bunch of wrong guesses that I just read, so that gives you a little bit of a head start. And uh, don't just, you know, be the person who guesses like 50 names in a row if yeah. you don't get it right. Guess a name. Guess one time. Guess one name. And, uh, you know, the, these Coke bottles are not worth their weight in gold, for goodness <laughs> sakes. But I'll pull a, a cool one out of there for you. I've got a, somebody donated uh, to me last year a bunch of, you know, uh, commemorative bottles. Really cool. I know a lot of people around Jacksonville have shown since I brought it up that they collect them. Uh, and these are unopened, sealed bottles. They're pretty cool. You know, if you're a Jaguar memorabilia collector. Uh, speaking of which, got the Fred Taylor flip card giveaway. We mentioned it again yesterday. I'll tell you coming up. One more time, how you can enter to win that. Uh, We'll give you the details on that straight ahead. Uh, So the question of the day is T. Higgins. We got some audio from Trevor Lawrence uh, from the Pro Bowl festivities. Want to get into what the weekend meant 
potentially for Trevor Lawrence as a player and, you know, kind of in terms of confidence, being around that caliber of player in the National Football League and that feeling of, you know what, I belong. No matter how confident you are in your abilities, forget the game aspect of it. It's just that, to me, could be where Trevor Lawrence gets a benefit Mm -hmm. out of uh, this – Pro Bowl weekend that sure. just was concluded. So, got all that and whatever else is on your mind on the table. So, if you're on the line, stay there. We'll get to you at 641-1010. If not, come join us and uh, let's talk a little Jaguar football with Tony Smith and ET. I'm Mike Dempsey. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. You're listening to Jaguars Today with Mike Dempsey, with Tony Smith, and Come on. Come on, somebody. Come on. Here we go. Uh, we got the guess. Somebody guessed it. Had a lot of good ones before then. Yeah. They're all wrong. I guess, is it a good guess if it's wrong? It can be, I suppose. Right? Uh, we had a lot of Rasheen Mathis. We had Terrence Knighton. Uh, Killer Bees. Mark Lamping. All these guys have all been on the show. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Urban Miller. Nope. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Never. Uh, Harry Colon. Mm-hmm. Just fun saying his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maurice Jones-Drew. Nope, nope. Cleef Barnes. Nope. Uh, I don't think Cleef likes Jacksonville a whole lot, as I recall. He had some things to say. About the uh, local constabulatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Justin Blackman. Also will not be him. Will not be Wayne Weaver. Uh, will not be Yurko. Not be Keenan McCardell or G-Funk or Telvin Smith. And these are just all, all these came in like in rapid fire succession. Will not be the Mangler. Uh, will not be James Stewart. All these are good guesses, and yeah. um, most of whom we've had on the show at one point or another. Uh, someone guessed Tavian Banks, Mike Sims, Walker, Queen Gray. We had Tavian Banks and Mike Sims Walker. I want to say in the last year. We did, yeah, something like that. Uh, so maybe we got to get on the line with uh, Quinn Gray. Um. Fernando Bryant got guest. Rasheen again. Marcus Stroud, Yurko, Zelenka, Senderic Marks. A um, bunch of these. Correct answer uh, was guessed by Griff904. And uh, the answer is Rob freaking Johnson, baby. <laughs> Rob Johnson, the key to Fred Taylor. Yeah. Right there. One start in his career as a Jaguar quarterback. Impressive enough that Buffalo set multiple picks which turned into Fred Taylor and Tavian Banks in the 1998 NFL draft. And uh, Rob Johnson, currently coaching uh, some high school ball out in California, mm-hmm. is going to join us on the program tomorrow. I'm excited about that. Rob Johnson, you forget, it's easy to forget, led the Bills to the lead in the Music City Miracle game he in did, 99. Yeah. Man, I mean, his whole the whole way you look at Rob Johnson could be completely different if Buffalo doesn't allow that return by Kevin Dyson ultimately to beat him. And as we know, the Titans went on to beat the Jags for the third time and go to the Super Bowl and come up. Oh, so short. Another Kevin Dyson uh, play right there. But uh, so Rob Johnson on the program tomorrow at 1040. And uh, we're excited about that. So we're going to, if you've got a suggestion for kind of an off the beaten path Jaguar, and a lot of the ones you mentioned are pretty good. And uh, a lot of those are already on our working list that we're going to try to bring you in the uh, weeks ahead here in the offseason. Uh, but hit us up. Let us know who you'd like to hear from. And, uh, you know, cause everybody loves to hear from Fred and Jimmy and all those guys. You know, and so do we, yeah, for that matter. Don't. And we'll continue to 
bring those tight interviews to you here on 1010XL, but uh, we want to spread the love a little bit around this offseason. Yeah, I'm going back and looking at Rob Johnson's career this morning, and you mentioned that he was the starting quarterback for the Bills in the Music City Miracle Game, right? And it's the only career postseason start he had. Uh, He went 10 of 22 that day for 131 yards. Tennessee got after him. Uh, Sacked six times for 34 yards. Lost lost a fumble that day. Uh, like He got beat up in that game against the Titans that day. But if they make a tackle on a kick return, he's playing here. If they make a tackle on a kick return, he is a a playoff winning quarterback. Yeah, coming here for an AFC championship game. Uh, And who knows how history would have been. Maybe the Jags go on to win the Super Bowl. Maybe you hate Rob Johnson Mm -hmm. instead of love him uh, because you love Rob Johnson because in his one start in 1997, uh, he went out there and – I think he threw for like 260 in that game. I think it was against Baltimore, right, in 97. And it caught the Bills' eye. They needed a quarterback. Gave up those picks that uh, turned into a pair of running backs in 1998. Rob Johnson stayed in the league uh, until 2003. So came Mm -hmm. in with the Jags in 1995 in the inaugural draft. Anyway, that's tomorrow. Let's move on to other subject matter and see what's on your mind. 641-1010. Want to get my thoughts in on this uh, T. Higgins thing a little bit early today because it's – Pretty good debate on both sides going on right now on social media and the text line, and we enjoy the debate. So let's go to Sean on the south side, see what's on his mind to lead us off today on Jaguars Today. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's up, man? How y'all doing today? Excellent. What's on your mind? Good, man. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to, um, you know, wonder, like, what would be the harm? Because I know, like, I look at Brady, for instance, when he was in New England and Tampa Bay, how they, you know, just signed a lot of big, you know, big name players, and it seemed like they were just doing it just to make that run at the Super Bowl. I feel like we closed, and I was just, and I know the, the cap, we got a cap space, but whatever like that, but uh, salary cap, but what would be the chances of us doing that since we kind of closed to, you know, making a run for the Super Bowl, and I think I comments about that. I appreciate it. I think that's kind of what we're talking about here, yeah. right, with the T. Higgins thing. If you, uh, you know, T. Higgins would be a move that would signal we think we're inside of a window right here. And we can make something happen. And there are salary cap challenges. Somebody on the uh, text line, they've got somebody coming in. It's hard to keep up. Oh, there's a vote for Reggie Williams to come on the show. Mm -hmm. That'll be a good one. Uh, Stalker McDougal. Uh, Something like, does Dempsey realize there's a salary cap? Uh, Something along those lines. Um, And, yeah, I do. And do you realize that this year, T. Higgins is going to make less than half of what Zay Jones makes on that salary cap? Okay? So – you can sign T. Higgins to an extension that actually lowers his first-year cap number if you wanted to, mm-hmm. depending on how creative you got with it. You could sign him to an extension later on in the season that doesn't really impact this year's cap at all. Uh, he's on the, the hook this year for $2.99 million. A lot of real money, not a lot of NFL money. Sure. You could easily fit T. Higgins on this roster this year than – you know, going forward, you're going to have to make tougher decisions, but you're going to have to make some of those decisions anyway going forward. Uh, so, E.T., uh, we usually save this towards the end, but let me go ahead since I'm kind of in that mode right now and weighing with a 10-10 take. 10 take. 10-10 take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10-10 take brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. All right, uh, you know, look, I think I – on this, I'm usually the guy who says, conserve your draft capital, cheap labor, 
all these different things. I feel like this scenario here that we're talking about is maybe an outlier to all that for me. T. Higgins is 24 years old, just turned 24 years old, with three successful seasons in the NFL under his belt, over 1,000 yards in each of the last two, very affordable for this year. Yeah, he's going to want a big money contract extension. Already has a little of that Clemson chemistry with Trevor Lawrence, and I just think, you know, somebody was getting into why would you want, and I'm paraphrasing here, why would we want T. Higgins? DeAndre Hopkins is a better player. Go get DeAndre Hopkins. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is six and a half years older than T. Higgins, which means he's a lot closer to the end than T. Higgins is. And T. Higgins this year averaged 13.9 yards a catch. Hopkins was at 11 yards, 11.2, I believe it was. DeAndre Hopkins was really, really good and has been for a long time. Then he got popped for performance-enhancing drugs and got suspended. And when he came back, he was not anywhere close to the explosive player he was before that. Now, granted, Mm -hmm. played a lot of the year without Kyler Murray, right? So, bad quarterback play. I'm not saying DeAndre Hopkins is a bad player by any stretch of the imagination. And maybe in the immediate this year could even be better. By the way... He, you want to talk about salary cap, I believe his contract is something like $15 million per for each of the next two years. He's going to want an extension on top of that yeah. as well. Um, I just – give me the guy who's 24 years old who, in a perfect world, Ridley is a field stretcher. T. Higgins is a field stretcher in his own way, but more of a contested catch variety. Also a huge red zone target. Christian Kirk can run all the underneath stuff, the intermediate stuff. I think it's a, a wonderfully complimentary trio that you can envision having these guys. Now you say, well, Calvin Ridley's going to want an extension. Sure, let's hope that he is playing well enough, Tony, that he merits that extension. We don't know, but I'm going to say, let's, all right, Calvin Ridley comes in. He's going to make about $11 million this year, maybe a little more. It's between 11 and $12 million. Uh, this year, you're already going to have to account for that money mm-hmm. somehow, and they knew that going in. Um, will he want an extension? I hope he earns one, right? But what if Calvin Ridley's not reinstated on the same timeline we think he's going to be? We assume he will be. That's probably not a big deal. What if he's not the same explosive player that he was two years prior? Because it's basically been almost two full years since he's played in the National Football League. He played five games in 2021 and people forget at that time the the talk was he had lost kind of his love for football he had he had talked about you know he had kind of some mental things going on that that you know his he was stepping away for his mental health let me put it that way right Mm -hmm. and so everything we've seen from Calvin Ridley indicates that he is re-energized super enthused to come here but you can't tell me that there's certainty that Calvin Ridley is going to work out exactly the way we all hope he works out this year. No. And if you could, I, my, I don't think any of us think that the Jags are going to make a move to go get T Higgins, right? I it's, don't think it's so. It's all a hypothetical. Would you be in favor of the Jags making a move? And I would be. And if it meant that Calvin Ridley spent one year in Jacksonville and then went somewhere else, fine. It, like if, if you had to give up a first, fifth, and a fourth-round pick to get T. Higgins? Right, and you'd have Higgins and Ridley for a year together. Yeah, okay. With Kirk. That's fine. Right. 
and you can figure out a way to pay those guys. Like, it's it's not that complicated, especially given that Higgins is still at the end of that rookie deal when you're trading for him next year, right? You can figure out what you want to do with the money and all of that, but if it wound up that Calvin Ridley was only here a year because you replaced him the next offseason with T. Higgins as the number one, T. Higgins caught 25 touchdown passes from Trevor Lawrence in 30 games in the two seasons they played together. The chemistry between those guys is immediate. There are no questions about where is T. Higgins at this point in his career. He's playing at a pro bowl level, right? He's giving you that from the moment that he walks in. And it's not that I'm not excited about Calvin Ridley coming to Jacksonville. I am excited about the prospect of Calvin Ridley. But if you have the opportunity to go get T. Higgins, yeah, I'd do it. First round pick, fine. Look at Cincinnati, Tone. They got Burrow, Chase, Higgins, Boyd. Then you throw in Hayden Hurst at tight end and Joe Mixon, you're like, wow, unbelievable weapons, right? All right, Jamar Chase is better than anyone in this conversation. Yes. I'll grant you that. But Higgins, Ridley, Kirk, I'm sorry, let me do Kirk first because he's at least done something in a Jaguar uniform. Mm -hmm. Kirk, Ridley, Higgins, Evan Ingram, and I'm not, like, I'm only doing this. People are like, well, are you are you going to do this in place of Ridley and Ingram? I'm only doing it if you're doing it all. Yeah. I want it all. Yeah. Okay? I want to push. If, the, if this is the move, and I'm not I wouldn't do this for every. I wouldn't do it for a 30, soon-to-be 31-year-old DeAndre Hopkins. I would not. Not because I don't know how his game is going to age. Coming off the substance abuse, or not substance, the uh, performance-enhancing drug suspension, mm-hmm. he was not the same explosive player. And again, I don't – can he be – I think DeAndre Hopkins is a good player. Tiggins is a 24-year-old good player. Yeah. I mean, you can envision at least the next five years of these two guys playing together. And who cares who's the number one, Tone? Yeah. Go figure out who's the number one defensive coordinators. Oh, yeah, by the way, we got ETN in the backfield as well. Mm-hmm. But I want it all. I only want it if you've got Ingram at tight end and you've got Ridley and Kirk to put T. Higgins – and, I mean, honestly – that might be the best group of skill players around a quarterback in the National Football League. Sure. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one immediately that I would say, wow, three deep at wide receiver. When you're your third wide receiver, name the one that you think is the third best. <laughs> it's got to be better than anybody's third wide receiver in the National Football League. And you're going to play three wides a ton. Yep. And you're going to have Evan Ingram out there as a weapon on top of it. I mean, whew, my goodness. Um. I would be this would be one of the rare ones. I'm usually the guy who says, get the young talent. You gotta manage your cap. I just think the Jags are in a position right here where you, you can't overlook the window that you're in. You don't know what's gonna come down the line. And it's not even like Trevor Lawrence's contract. I think that'll get absorbed by the rising salary cap over the years. But who yeah. knows in any given year you have three injuries on the offensive line. You have you know, uh, a bunch of injuries in the secondary. It, it didn't happen like that to the Jags this year. So let's, while they're young-ish and showing that they can contend with some of the better teams in the AFC, let's give that push to get them across the finish line. Anyway, you can vote on that. You don't have to agree, certainly, and uh, clearly not all of you are going to agree on this uh, today. But the uh, Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day, would you give up the first-round pick? The Jags have the 24th overall for T. Higgins, knowing he's going to want an extension of at least $20 million per year. May want more, right? May want one yeah. of those. Now, that's the thing. I've got to have some conversation with him 
on parameters on a deal. And it's probably got to be one of those simultaneous deals. Yeah. And the but, whole story started because T. Higgins and whatever the negotiations negotiations are with the Bengals is asking for more than they're willing to spend right now. Right, which yeah. I, I get it because yeah. Burrow is up now yeah. for a contract. They've already said this is the offseason so that, that we want to give it to Higgins. him. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what that number. I wouldn't doubt it. It could be 25. Yeah. You know, it could, but it's going to be 20 uh, at a minimum. And obviously, if it went down like this, I don't think – well, it's one thing to trade a fifth and a conditional fourth for Calvin Ridley, right? Those are later picks. You're rolling the dice. And mm-hmm. if you sign him to an extension, that fourth elevates to a second rounder ultimately. But, um, you know, beyond that, Tone, uh, you know, I, I just I, – I don't know. I, I, I don't think there are too many, too many major drawbacks this I don't whole situation and uh you, but it would have to be I'm not put it this way I'm not giving the 24th pick and then hoping he agrees to an extension no, uh, with me yeah. and forces me into using the franchise tag possibly the next year I'm not doing that I'm only doing it if I can get the terms worked out but look the salary cap in the NFL can be worked around this is not for for a guy coming in with less than three million on this year's contract you can structure the next deal in a way that makes him happy and protects your cap and gives Trevor Lawrence an amazing, Absolutely, amazing set yeah. of weapons uh, right now. So uh, go ahead and cast your vote if you haven't already on Twitter, AdamD underscore 1010XL. Uh, your uh, choices are yes, let's go all in. No, that's too high of a pick to give for Higgins. Or no, he's not worth that kind of contract in terms of the money. So it could be one of those uh, reasons. And um, right now over 330 votes in. On that, let's keep that one rolling along today as well. Uh, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, and ET, 641-1010. If you want to weigh in, you're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, we continue along here. Uh, We're going to get audio coming up a little bit from Christian Kirk yesterday that's been making the rounds. Feels like he needs to get more respect put on his name. That's fine. You know what? He earned it this year. Uh, We got uh, Peyton Manning's reaction to Trevor Lawrence's sophomore campaign and uh, Lawrence speaking yesterday with Sirius XM NFL Radio. All that coming up in moments. Uh, Let's go to Chris in Orange Park. Uh, Wants to weigh in on today's question of the day about T. Higgins and whether or not you'd be in favor of the Jaguars making that aggressive move to give up a potential first-round pick to go get him, presuming uh, you could get him signed to an extension, and, of course, it would not be cheap. Uh, Chris, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead. Hey, guys. I actually called in last year just before the draft thinking we should have traded for him then. I don't know if y'all remember that or not. Um, I definitely would. He's got already chemistry at least two years with him at at Clemson with Trevor. Um, Granted, if we would have made that trade, I think last year I said a second – third and a fifth. Now that would mean we wouldn't have Snoop Connor. We wouldn't have either Chad Muma or Fortner and we wouldn't have Lloyd. We'd probably have one of the other Fortner or Muma if we had that second third. Would y'all have given up Lloyd, one of those two, Muma or Fortner, and Connor in last year's draft if we would have made the trade then? Uh, it's a moot point because it, it, it's a moot point. Yes, I would have. But Cincinnati was not going to trade T. Higgins with two years left on his deal. No. On on a rookie contract. So he was not available. 
you know, we can have a wish list of yeah. who we'd like and what we'd like to give up to get them. Sure, I'd like to give up Snoop Connor and <laughs> as right. a central part of any package to get T. Higgins. Like any market in the country that has an NFL team that is considering whether or not T. Higgins would be worth trading for is discussing it now because Cincinnati may not be able to figure out the money to keep him. Right, like, because he's got one year left on his deal. Right. And you got to make a decision. If we're not going to get him signed to an extension, the kind that he, and they're they're apparently reportedly far apart. They weren't in that position last year. So no. yeah, would I have given up some of what they got in the draft last year for a, an established thing? Sure, but it, it's pointless to think about. Like, um, what would you get for Justin Jefferson, Tony? Who cares? What do you want? Right. I mean, because they're not. What do you <laughs> right. get for Jamar Chase? They're not trading him. Right. Yeah. Right. But they might trade T. Higgins at mm-hmm. this point. You know, so if it's, you know, we can all make our, our ideas and suggestions about what we'd give up to get players. I keep going back to the one we had a few years ago when Adam Thielen had ripped off seven straight 100-yard games to open <laughs> yeah. up the season. And someone said, well, I know how we fix our wide receiver position. Why don't we just go trade for Adam Thielen? Oh, yeah, because sure. I mean, I, you know, like the Vikings are going to trade the hottest receiver. I mean, think about it. I'm sure there's somebody out there going, why don't we just offer the Jaguars this for Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. They could use this and they, they'd had to be help them out more. Right. Yeah. Or, or and whomever. I hope the people fielding that call in whatever city it happens to be in laughs them off the phone or, or making it more realistic. Uh, why don't we just go see what the Jags want for Christian Kirk? Why would we trade Christian Kirk? We need Christian Kirk right yeah. now. We have him locked up. We've, we've got him. Structured under the salary cap, um, and he's under team control for multiple years. Um, th- that was the case with T. Higgins last year. Not the case with him this year. In fact, you go into the season, if he doesn't have an extension, you got to believe that they're either going to be forced to watch him walk in free agency or apply yeah. the franchise tag to him next year. Like, we had the discussion on this show talking about hypothetical trades where would we have traded the number one overall pick for D.K. Metcalf? Like, we had that discussion multiple times, and I, yes. I remember I landed on, yeah, I'd give up the number one pick for Metcalf. Because at the time, I think he was going to the last year of his deal. Right. It was a realistic thing that maybe Seattle's looking to move on. Who knows what they're going to do mm-hmm. with the deal for DK Metcalf at this point. They had shipped off Russell Wilson. Maybe they're in fire cell mode. Like, all those things were going on last offseason. It didn't turn out that way for the playoff bound uh, Seattle Seahawks when everything was said and done. But we had those discussions about players that were available, potentially, or at least may be available uh, last year, specifically at the wide receiver spot. T. Higgins fits that bill this offseason. Sure. I mean, I'd look back now and go, uh, would I take D.K. Metcalf for Trayvon Walker? Yeah, I think D.K. Metcalf's a more impactful player than Trayvon Walker is. You yeah. know, and, and once you – I think what it is, to me, it's mentally liberating. Like, once you decide, you know what? I would trade this for an established number one receiver and even knowing I'm going to have to pay way more than I normally would. Normally, you know, with the number one pick, Trayvon Walker's got like a 20-something million dollar total contract for four years, whereas that's going to be one year of the guy you're trading for. Mm -hmm. The difference is he's established. But once you make up that decision, you're like, well, you know, I would do that. Then you kind of – you could go, well, you know, why don't I trade back five spots and grab Garrett Wilson here? And then with the other picks that I picked up along the way, I could have this, this, and this. And it kind of – it t- once you make the decision that I'd be willing to trade that under some circumstance, to me it makes it easier to think about the possibilities of not getting locked in on we've got to get X with this pick. Yeah. You know? 
Uh, let's get Marcus and Mandarin next up here on Jaguars today. What's up, Marcus? What's going on, Mike? Tony, ET, what's going on, fellas? What's up? So I'm all in on the T. Higgins uh, trade, but I seriously doubt that it happens. So I was sitting here thinking, uh, what would you guys think about the Jaguars, you know, bringing back Alan Lazard? You know, this guy is a good red zone threat, and he can catch them 50-50 uncontested balls, you know, bring him back home. You clearly see with a better quarterback, his production went up. So I was just wanting to get you guys input if you if you think that we can go the cheaper option because I seriously doubt we get T Higgins, but I think that'll be a really good uh, pick for for a cheaper price. Then I take my comments off the air. You guys have a good one. I appreciate it. I don't think Alan Lazard is anywhere near the stratosphere of T Higgins. I mean, playing with Aaron Rodgers, the best Alan Lazard has posted was last year when they had very little competition for targets because Christian Watson was hurt for a good chunk of the year. They're relying on rookie wide receivers. He got 60 balls for less than 800 yards. And uh, he did have eight touchdowns in 2021, and he has been a good red zone target. But I I, I don't see – at like, I was shocked at how little Alan Lazard did last year. And 60 for 788 is not chump change, but – when you are ostensibly the number one wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I was not impressed. Well, and I think it depends. The T. Higgins thing is you're adding a top of the depth chart guy, potentially your right. number one. Right, like it's you're giving up something to bring in your number one. It bringing in a guy like Lazard. My question would be, why not just address wide receiver in the draft? Get a young guy and develop that guy. Who's going to cost you probably a right. good bit less than Lazard. Into will. that system, right? And last year he played for basically $4 million up there for the Packers. So, And he's a free agent, so he's available. But I, I don't Would it think, surprise you if he got a Zay Jones-type contract, though? Not necessarily. Like, like Zay's yeah. numbers were probably yeah. not as good well, career-wise prior to last year. I think adding someone that tops your depth chart is different than adding someone that's going to come in and be your three or four. Yes, and right? I and I like, know what Marcus and, is saying, though. You could, you could get him for a fraction of the cost, yeah. and you don't have to give up the draft pick. I get it, and I don't think the Jaguars' depth chart of wide receiver is bad, especially if Ridley is anything, right? I think they have a pretty good group. It's the potential of adding – Top of the market guy, right? Like that's top. what if Zay the, Jones becomes your fourth gets. guy, yeah, right. That like a guy who would definitively push everyone, or at least your top three. I mean, your top three would be, I think, unequal in the National Football League currently at the moment. Alan Lazard is Alan Lazard better than Zay Jones from what we saw from Zay Jones last year? I'm not sure that he is. You know, a different type yeah. guy. And I'm not a like if they went went out and got Alan Lazard for like five million a year. I don't think it's a terrible signing, and it's probably more realistic, but if you're asking me what makes you closer to being a championship contender, I don't think Alan Lazard moves the needle. You know, uh, I think T. Higgins potentially does. I do. I agree. So, and look, Lazard's his numbers are not terrible, terrible uh, over the years. I, I think the reason people like the idea of Alan Lazard is because he originally started out with Jacksonville, mm-hmm. you know, as an undrafted rookie. We didn't hold on to him. They signed him off the practice squad, and he has had his moments, particularly as a touchdown scorer. So I'm not again. Lazard's not a terrible player. He's just not on T. Higgins' level, uh, as far as we're concerned. Uh, let's get Kyle in Orange Park next up here on Jaguars today. Thank you, Marcus. Hi, Kyle. How are you? I'm doing all right, guys. Big fans of the show. Appreciate um, it. 
I was just thinking uh, for a while now, maybe we should trade off T. Higgins for Cam Robinson and a mid-round draft pick. I mean, Cam plays well, yeah, but he's never played a full healthy season for us. The Bengals need some offensive line help, and I just think it would be like a tit-for-tat kind of thing where um, they get their help, we get some extra help for if and when Calvin Ridley shows up. Um, But I've thought for a while that Cam needs to be dumped off somewhere because he has not been healthy for us at all. And, you know, let's see if he does better in a different system. All right. You know, I don't hate this idea. I wouldn't say Cam has not been healthy for us at all. Um, You know, he missed three games last year. Um, Missed three the year before. He's played the last four years. He's played 14, 16, 14, and 14. So Mm -hmm. he, he misses a few games generally every year. And in 2018, he missed most of the season. But he played 15 games his rookie year. So, you know, 75 games in six years is not full participation, but it's not. Terrible, terrible when you consider one year he only played two games. But putting that aside, I don't hate this idea, Tony. Uh, But this is based on the idea that you've re-signed Juwan Taylor and he'll play right tackle and you're going to move Walker Little to left Mm -hmm. and you jettison some money. So this, to me, is probably even more attractive because now I still have my first-round pick, right? If I want to go bolster my offensive line with that pick, do whatever, I'm moving some of that cam money I'm going to be transferring it to T. Higgins. Might even help us on the cap this year. Um, you know, I don't know if Cincinnati's in a position to take on that contract either, but um, off the top of my head, but I, I don't think that's a, a horrendous idea. It's difficult to line up player for player deals like that. But if in a world where they said, hey, would you do this? I think I'd think about it long and hard. Yeah, the Bengals have Jonah Williams. And he's be, a free agent, right? He's, I think they picked up the fifth year option. Okay, so he's got he'd be playing under the fifth year option. We're talking year. about a guy who's hurt a lot. Yeah, twelve point six million is his. Yeah, they they probably wouldn't go year. for it then yeah. if he if he's they're already pot committed to a guy at the position for twelve and a half million bucks. Yeah. And they know? got Lyle Collins on the right side, right? So. Who just tore his ACL though? Yeah, in uh, December. So don't know what the timetable is going to be on him. Um, but look, I brought up a few times and nobody seems to want to bite on this one just in terms of kind of moving on from Cam Robinson mm-hmm. and taking a little bit of a dead cap hit and transferring his money to Juwan Taylor anyway. And so if you could do it in a way where you could bring in an impact player like that, and yes, you still have to give him that big contract, uh, yeah, I'd absolutely consider the heck out of that. Let's get rich on the south side before we hit the break. Uh, Rich, you're on Jaguars today. Go ahead, please. Rich, you there? All right, how how about Charles on the west side? Try that one. Uh, Charles, you're on Jaguars today. Good morning. Um, You know, I I had uh, just one comment and then a question for you guys. You know, uh, Trevor's been compared a lot to, you know, like uh, Manning and uh, those guys. But, you know, the one old-school quarterback that he really reminds me of in his grit and determination, his unflappability, if you will, is, uh, you know, John Elway, like, on the drive, you know, against Cleveland. The way he just led him down the field, and uh, that's who Trevor reminds me of. But why are we focusing on Higgins uh, in a receiver when uh, 
we really need an interior lineman. So is there anybody in the conversation that we could uh, pick up uh, and bring in uh, on the defense? Well, why, why are we talking about Higgins? Because it's been a story for the last few days, and mm-hmm. which is why we're talking about Higgins. I mean, are there guys you can bring in on defense? Yeah, there are. Um, I In today's NFL, Tony – Unless you are a Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, Jeffrey Simmons level defensive tackle, you don't have the same impact that these alpha wide receivers have. You simply don't. Uh, So, look, to me, I'd almost rather say, let's make an unstoppable offense and let's be great on that side of the football with Trevor Lawrence continuing to get better rather than saying, you know what, we got a lot of holes on defense. Let's see if we can't plug a couple of them. You know, I'm not saying you should ignore the defense, but – if it was a choice between having a good offense and an okay defense or a so-so defense and a great offense and a so-so defense, you know what I mean? Like, I just almost feel like just leaning into one side of the ball like the Colts would do uh, with Peyton Manning, with, with, like what everyone tries to do when they have a great young quarterback, which is surround them with that kind of talent as long as you can afford to. Well, they also hit on a couple of defensive ends that could get after the passer sure in the draft. Sure they right? did. Like, they hit on that and then spent what they had to do to keep the offense rolling. And so the Jags have spent a lot of their resources on guys in the first round of the draft to get after the passer. It hadn't paid the dividends that the Colts have seen uh, from the kind of money that they poured into that position yet – uh, we'll see if that changes again. I keep going back to what I'd like to see what these guys look like playing with any kind of lead at any point. They just didn't do that last mm-hmm. year. They they didn't play with any kind of lead. Until so, the last two seconds of yeah, the game. <laughs> so maybe maybe that would make some difference for them, but it doesn't look like it's a great group either way. All right, let's take a timeout. Still got all that audio to come. Christian Kirk, Peyton Manning on Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence himself on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Uh, over the weekend, all that to come, and hour two on the way. If you're on the line, stay right there. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. Man, how did I ever survive when I had to look something up in a book? I just don't know because uh, if the internet doesn't work the second I ask it to or demand (laughs) it works, I am very frustrated here. Uh, Somebody on the text line said that uh, they heard that it would cost the Jags $20 million in dead cap money if they traded Cam Robinson. Not if they traded it. Uh, Here we go. Maybe this just clicked in for me here. i got to go to the, the Jags' managed cap uh, situation with Cam Robinson. And I think it's there's post-June uh, 1st and after-June 1st kind of uh, situation here. Let's see if they, they trade Cam Robinson. Uh, they save 12-point-something million off of his cap figure this year. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that puts him at something like 14 million, but I think if you designate it as a post June 1st trade, you can knock that down even further. So yeah, there's no, um, it's, there's still going to be a dead cap hit. It's yeah. not $20 million. It's, it's 10. If you trade them before June 1st, it's five in each of the next two years. If you trade them after June 1st. Gotcha. So wherever you're getting your information from, they need to check their yeah. sources. Yeah. Um, so 
Yes, five five million dollar dead cap hit if you designate if you want to spread the cap hit over two years. Five million this year, five million next year. So easily that clears up a ton of cap room for you. Yeah. Uh, Cam is scheduled to count twenty two million against the cap, so that's seventeen million in cap savings. Yeah. If you were to do that, if you were to trade him now, releasing him is a different story. You release him and you're still taking a significant cap yeah, hit. The, that may be the number that's being confused in people's minds. If they released him straight out. Before June first this year, it's a twenty-six million dollar dead cap hit. Okay, right. So they're not doing that, obviously. Uh, but if they traded, right, him, that would add four million to the cap. Yeah, if they traded them, they could save. It would be ten million dead cap if they did it before June first. It would be five million this year, five million next year if it was after June first. Right, and and somebody said, how could Cincinnati afford Cam? Well, we said they they probably couldn't afford yeah. cam looking at their roster right the, looking at because Jonah they've Williams, got that money yeah. committed to jonah williams and but we you know when somebody suggests that proposal and i think money out money coming in i don't know what cincinnati's cap situation is like to the letter like sure you know i don't know what the jags is to the decimal point on any given day uh by the way but the currently roughly 32 million over the cap do you think they're not going to be under the cap do you think right? They'll I mean, get it done. Yeah, they're obviously they're going to get it done, and I, they could get it done in a way where they don't even have to really release anyone of significance. That, and I say that like Shaq Griffin doesn't want to hear he's not someone of significance, but I think you know everyone feels at this point in time they're going to make that move, mm-hmm. save a big chunk of cap space. Yeah, and you know Roy Robertson Harris. Uh, you know if you lost Roy Robertson Harris, I, I wouldn't. It would not be ideal. But could you replace that guy yeah. with someone similar? I think, you know, he played very well down the stretch. We all saw but, you know, at times he kind of disappears on you. Whatever. I'm not getting trying to get into the minutia of manipulating the roster right now. This is more of a, you know, obviously you're going to have to find a way to make it work with T. Higgins if you were to go down this road. And, again, the only reason we bring this up, as somebody just called and said, why aren't we talking about this? Well, this is what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Maybe tomorrow we'll be talking about the next thing and the next thing. You know, we've got – Months to go, you know, we've yeah. got a, a month and a half before free agency even opens up. So we'll be talking about a lot of different scenarios, not just the one, you know, that you're focused in on uh, right now. The the story that came out over the weekend is that at least there's some speculation that it could go that route. There was a story yesterday in The Athletic uh, that Keenan Allen is likely going to be a cap casualty with the Chargers. I like Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. I don't think Keenan Allen moves the needle for me the way T. Higgins does. You know, Keenan Allen's a great possession receiver. He got 60 balls in the last eight games of the season. Yeah. I mean, whew, that is quite the volume. He's not going to get that volume here. Um, he doesn't, to me, like, you've got your route runner if everything works out well in Calvin Ridley. You know, your technician type guy. And I think Christian Kirk's a pretty damn good route runner as well. T. Higgins is more of an athletic specimen, lineup outside, win contested catches, huge target in the red zone, and as you pointed out, Tony, immense uh, collegiate chemistry with yeah. the quarterback in Jacksonville. <laughs> 25 touchdowns in 30 games. In 30 games. Together. That's pretty good. Uh, let's get Jason in North Carolina wants to weigh in, uh, listening on the 1010XL app right now. What's up, Jason? Hey, good morning, fellas. How's everybody doing today? Everyone's great, man. What's on your mind? I don't know, man. Just trucking down the road listening to you guys, and I heard uh, the thing about T. Higgins. I got a good idea for you. I say we sign Evan Ingram. We sign Arden Key. We franchise, uh, what's his name, the uh, tackle there? Um, Jawan Taylor. Jawan Taylor. And uh, we trade him to Cincinnati for T. Higgins, 
and we can either give them the first or second, whatever they like. But anyway, at least that way we don't get left out with nothing from losing Juwan Taylor. All right, appreciate it. Um, you know, look, if you're going to throw in the first or second, anyway, <laughs> I don't know how much uh, you're really getting for Jawan Taylor in that deal. Uh, Cincinnati wants no part of Jawan Taylor under a one-year franchise tag type situation. Yeah, I, I mean, they they're again, the only reason they would consider trading T. Higgins is if he prices himself out of what they're willing to pay, and apparently right now the two sides are far apart. Um, I don't think, you know, I, I could not see – that scenario playing out, particularly if you're going to do anything, figure out a way to sign Juwan Taylor, franchise Evan Ingram, because the cost is going to be significantly less. Yep. I am very confident that Evan Ingram is playing in the Jaguar uniform mm -hmm. this year. Really, I will be, at this point, I'll be stunned if he is not. Um, I have no say over it, so I don't control it, but I really would be shocked if he's not. And Let's hope Calvin Ridley gets instated, uh, reinstated. And look, I, I don't expect that they're going to trade for T. Higgins, Tony. But we're just talking about the, the the kind of the buzzy stuff that's out there yeah. right now. Like you said, every market. I, I I'm seeing. I see this in Chicago on social media. I see this with the Giants. Any team that needs that number one type guy, they're all talking about. All their fan bases are talking about this. We don't necessarily need a number one type guy, but with T. Higgins, would he make this arguably the number one offensive skill group yeah. in the NFL. I'm not saying it's guaranteed to be number one, but who would even compare? Well, and you add to it that he's already got some chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. He's right. right, and he's like 24, it's... just turned 24. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, hey, we got a 27-year-old guy still in his prime. This yeah. guy's whole next contract yeah. is going to be in his prime. T. Higgins fits on any wide receiver depth chart in the NFL. It makes sense if the Jags were interested in him, given the chemistry he's already got with the quarterback on top of that. T. Higgins can be a field-stretching, contested ball catcher, right? He can actually – 13.9 yards of catch is not chump change. That's pretty good. But he can also be the over-the-middle, tough catch guy for you. He mm -hmm. can – he's versatile in what you need. And for this team, man, in the red zone – I mean, you want to talk about a target in the red zone – like you said, 25 touchdowns in 30 games. Let's let that number grow. Again, we're it's probably a pipe dream, yeah. you know, but what do we do in the offseason? You know, we're not going to sit around and wait to see who they signed every day. Uh, we're going to discuss the hypotheticals of what could be. We just like to try and keep it within the realm of what's possible. Uh, again, you know, so we're not going to sit here and go, what would you get for Jamar Chase? Cincinnati's not trading Jamar Chase under any circumstances. None. Because they have the quarterback. The only reason you'd trade a Jamar Chase is if you didn't have the franchise quarterback and you could get him. The the fact, you want to talk about chemistry of these guys playing together at LSU and what they've done in the league in Chase's first two years, mm -hmm. and they know that's on the horizon. Chase might get $30 million a year, you know, in his extension. Could, yeah. You could argue he is the best receiver in the National Football League right now, and he's only two years in. He's just not eligible for that deal yet. He's better than T. Higgins. There's mm -hmm. no question about no it. Yeah. But he's also not the guy we're talking about because he's not even remotely available. We don't know if Cincinnati would go for any of this kind of stuff. No. But if they're far apart on negotiations and he's going into the last year of his deal, it's not impossible. We've seen a lot of big-time receivers moved in recent years because teams have not been seeing eye-to-eye -eye on the money in a possible extension. And – Oftentimes, that price is somewhere in that first-round range, particularly when you got a guy this young. So, anyway, having a little fun with that today. All right, let's come back. Let's get to this audio so we don't 
lose uh, track of it. Christian Kirk talking about uh, wanting a few more props. Uh, we've got Peyton Manning weighing in on the year Trevor Lawrence had, and we got Trevor Lawrence as well talking about the impact of Doug Peterson and more on this football team this year. With Tony Smith and ET, I'm Mike Dempsey. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. All Jags, all NFL, Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, uh, moving along here, let's get to a little fun with audio on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You can still weigh in uh, very easily on today's question today. If you haven't, would you be in favor of the Jags trading the 24th pick of the draft for Cincinnati wide receiver T. Higgins? Uh, Yes, let's go all in. No, it's too high of a pick. No, he's not worth the money because we're presuming he'd want a big-time extension uh, north of $20 million, maybe north of twenty-five, mm-hmm. quite frankly. And that might be a factor as well, Tony. If he's trying to be at the top of the market or if he's just, you know, wanting to come in with that life-changing contract. Um, because, you know, I think in any given week, who's the number one for the Jacksonville Jaguars would be, I don't know. Don't know, yeah. be a great problem to have. One of those uh, certainly um, – contestants for that title would be Christian Kirk was on with Kay Adams out at the uh, Super Bowl yesterday just hoping that the numbers he put up this year starts to uh, lean towards more respect for his abilities I still feel like I don't get the respect that I deserve and it's kind of been that way and you know with all the noise and after I signed my deal this offseason it was you know it was the loudest and then now you know especially with the season that I had you know started getting real quiet and everybody kind of, you know, kind of hushed a little bit, but I just, uh, I want my respect. You know, I feel like I'm one of the the best receivers in the NFL and that's the way I play. That's the chip that I carry on my shoulder and um, I'm, I'm going to keep earning it. Uh, You know, the expression, uh, people aren't ready for that conversation. Well, they're not, they're not going to put Christian Kirk among the best receivers in the national football league. He's not the flashiest guy, right? Mm -hmm. He's, he's not the, the biggest touchdown score. He's not the biggest yards per catch guy, whatever. Um, he was well worth the money based on the way wide receivers are starting to get paid today. And Tone, I quite frankly kind of like the fact that he still has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder from that. Yeah. Uh, he's 19th or tied for 18th in the league in average salary. Among wide receivers. Among wide receivers. That's he might, might honestly by that might be a slightly underpaid. Yeah. You know, pay, uh, it's a one year sample, right? But I would put him in that, you know, around the top fifteen receiver in the yeah. league, at least in terms of the season that he just had. And as we've pointed out since the whole insanity about his contract began, he's tied for eighteenth in the league with Kenny Galladay. They right. signed essentially the same deal. Which always should have been the benchmark of contracts that we mocked yeah. for being an overpay at the position. And people say, well, you know, Christian Kirk blew the curve. Well, fine. Uh, don't really care if that led to A.J. Brown getting $25-plus million mm-hmm. a year. I get it. It's going to, you know, everyone's salaries are on the rise, 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 which, you know, and we're going to get to Trevor Lawrence here in a moment. First, we'll go around the league. But, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you and I said yesterday, let's sign him to that extension as soon as possible because yep. that – Average annual salary, the sooner you lock it in, the better off you're going to be because that thing is going to rise, 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 rise. Now, if they want to push it, you know, obviously this year, they can't do it yet. So this is great. Let's push some chips into the table. And if you want to start talking about it next year, if you want to go one more year, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I'm not 
going to the fifth-year option. I'm not going that franchise tag route. I want to get him a Holmes-like deal. Give me an eight- to ten-year deal with Trevor Lawrence. Pay him near the top of the market because that top of the market is going to change rapidly. It's not going to look the same three years down the road. Nope. And you'll have way more salary cap space then as well. All right, uh, let's let Tony Smith take you around the rest of the National Football League. Gems around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. The Kansas City Chiefs have activated running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire to their active roster, making him available for the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. The Chiefs have also placed wide receiver Miko Hardman on their injured reserve list with a hip injury. Now retired quarterback Tom Brady told Colin Cowherd yesterday that he will be beginning his broadcast career with Fox in 2024, which means he won't be in the broadcast booth next season. When asked about the move to broadcasting and what he plans to do before starting that work in 24, Brady said, quote, I want to be great at what I do, and that always takes some time strategizing, learning, growing, and evolving, and I have so many people to rely on and support me in that world, too. It's going to be a great opportunity for me to have some to take some time to prepare for my Fox broadcasting job, but also catching up on other parts of my life that need some time and energy, end quote. Wide receiver A.J. Green announced his retirement yesterday on Instagram. Green was a first-round pick selected fourth overall by the Bengals in the 2011 NFL Draft. He was selected as a pro bowler after each of his first seven seasons, or yeah, his seven seasons in the league, with over 1,000 yards receiving in six of those seven years. Green spent the first nine years of his career with Cincinnati, the last two seasons with Arizona. He finishes at number 44 on the all-time receiving list with 10,514 yards. 51st on the all-time receptions list with 727 and 49th on the all-time touchdown receptions list with 70 in his career. You know, this is a guy that was just rolling along until a few years ago, and kind of, he is kind of one of those guys that hit 30 and was not ever quite the same. Yep. So the injuries started to kick in uh, for him, but uh, don't know – you know, in the end, if he makes it in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's got some good numbers with 10,000 yards, 70 touchdowns, but uh, looked like he'd be a shoe-in yep. one day. And, uh, you know, again, bringing it back to today's conversation, T. Higgins, 24 years old, ladies and gentlemen. All right, uh, like DeAndre Hopkins, who is probably available, um, costs more mm-hmm. right, in terms of what is on the books for his salary right now about, shoot, five times as much uh, for this year, and he's going to be 31 midsummer. You know, six and a half years of age is significant. Yeah. Uh, it's not like 31 to 29 here we're talking about. You know, we're talking about a guy who just turned 24 years old. All right, uh, let's get to uh, just a few thoughts from over the weekend. Uh, didn't want to let too much time go before we reflected on these. This was Peyton Manning. Uh, just weighing in, was asked at the Pro Bowl festivities and activities what his thoughts were on Trevor Lawrence after his second season in the league. Look, Trevor, I mean, the sky's the limit for this guy. You know, I've, I've known him since he came to our football camp years ago and uh, stayed in touch with him. Um, you know, Trevor wore number 16 it, uh, because he was a Tennessee fan growing up. And I uh, uh, wish he would have gone to Tennessee, but we, we, we've gotten past that. But like the way he carries himself, uh, you know, he's got a great – uh, knowledge of the system. I think Doug Peterson and he could be a be a tough combination for a long time, for years to come. And uh, really happy for him. You know, I like when a head coach is calling the plays often because that means there's continuity in the offense and 
even if Doug's not calling, it's going to be the same system, and that's good for a quarterback. Your quarterback's having to learn a new system every single year. That's difficult. So I like the situation that Trevor's in, and uh, you know they had great success this year, and uh, you know kind of sent a message to the rest of the AFC that you know Jacksonville's here, and uh, uh, I expect great things out of him in the next years. All right, and uh, you know Peyton talking about that connection with Doug Peterson, how important that is. Uh, he mm -hmm. would know, you know. Uh, Tom Moore, for a long time, was a guy that worked directly with Peyton Manning. Having that continuity year in, year out is a big thing. Uh, Trevor went on Sirius XM NFL Radio and was asked about that, uh, why it worked so well with Doug Peterson at the helm. Brought a lot of energy to, to our organization, to our city. Um, I think the belief that he's had in us since he stepped foot in the building and just the relationships that he built with the team. And, I, you know, it's cool to see a coach earn the respect and trust of a team so quickly. And we all just bought in. And... I think that was a result of, of, of all the work and all the, the buy-in that all the guys had throughout the season. And obviously we had some ups and downs and that's a testament too to the culture that we're setting and that we're building in Jacksonville is, you know, we, we lost five games in a row at one point in the year and we're still able to rally and, and make the playoffs, win a playoff game. And um, it just shows how bright the future is for our team. And uh, there's a lot more out there for us. Look, you made the playoffs, your first playoff game, probably a first half you want to forget about <laughs> but you still came away with the victory in the second half how do you guys build off of that success and winning a playoff game and advancing in the playoffs it's huge you know just to i mean one it's it's hard to even get there in this league i mean it's, it's hard to win I've, I've i've learned that in my my short career so far um but it's hard to win so just to get there is an accomplishment but for us we knew there was more out there for us and to be able to win a playoff game is is really hard too especially under the circumstances being down 27 points in the first half it's not ideal, not how you want to start off the game. Just the confidence that they, that, that gave us, though, is that we're never out of a game. I think it's just a lesson for, for everybody, for myself included. You're never out of a game and just keep playing. So it was cool to go through that with our team. And that's kind of like a small microcosm of, of our season in, in, a, in a nutshell, just having to overcome a lot, battle back, and put ourselves in a position to win. And I think we learned a lot, and we know we, know we belong. And we're, we're with that top group of teams. And, uh, we should be there every year, and that's the expectation that we have for ourselves and just excited to get another opportunity next year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has rarely had reason to doubt himself, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe his rookie season in the National Football League, and as you heard in that, like I, I realize how tough winning is at this level. Like It came easy to him, right? He was always a superior player, was able to lead his teams to tremendous success, high school, top level of college football, uh, and all that, and it wasn't the same when he came into the league. Tony, but to me, it's not – I don't care, you know, what the number is after how many Pro Bowls you have. We all know how over the years uh, the market size has impacted certain Jaguar players from probably getting their, their full due. But I did think in watching Trevor Lawrence handle himself this weekend, not that I expected anything less. He handles himself great. Mm -hmm. But to be in that environment with most of the best of the best, and I get it, you had to have several guys withdraw – from playing in the game to make it there, but you're still out there with 80% of the best players in the National Football League. You know, just rubbing elbows, feeling like you're a part of that mm -hmm. group, that level of player. I can't help but think that this will have a benefit for Trevor Lawrence that, you know, even a guy as successful as he's been, you need that confidence boost sometimes. It's, hey, you know what? I belong and at what level do I belong? And I just got a taste of, okay, here's what it's like to be an alternate at the Pro Bowl. What would it be like to be the number one guy in the AFC? Maybe he doesn't get there in, in a career that's going to parallel, in many cases, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and others. 
But I I do think that there is an actual kind of intangible benefit that Trevor will take out of this experience this weekend. I do too. And, you know, I watched a lot of the Pro Bowl stuff. I watched it on Thursday last week. I watched all that they did over the weekend uh, with the Pro Bowl games. And it looked like Trevor was having an absolute blast, like just to be able to be a part of it. Uh, and be at the Pro Bowl games for whatever they're worth. Anytime he wasn't participating in an event, he was kind of one of the guys cheerleading for the AFC squad, and it's not like everyone was doing that on the AFC team, but Trevor Lawrence was in the middle of whatever was going on uh, with the guys wearing the red shirts over the past week during the Pro Bowl games. So, yeah, I think he um, took in the opportunity to be a part of that. I don't know if he's got an incentive in his contract for Pro Bowls, like any of that kind of stuff on top Probably of it. Probably does. You know, like, and good for him if he does uh, because he made a Pro Bowl in his second year in the league. And even as much as we all thought he was going to take that big jump from year one to year two, year one, it was hard to feel real confident that they would wind up where they wound up at the end of year two after watching the first year and a half. Sure. Right. And that they accomplished what they did. And now you get to carry that confidence through a Pro Bowl into his third season, his second year with Doug Peterson, this staff, everything being held together as much as they can over the course of this offseason. And we'll see what happens with Ingram and Taylor and these different guys, what they add to that room. But yeah. I think it can't be anything but good for Trevor Lawrence to be part of those kind of events. All right, let's uh, take our final time out here. We'll come back and take a look at the Chad and Sandy real estate question of the day. Tony and I have weighed in on it. We'll see what E.T. thinks about it and uh, what you have said about uh, a hypothetical move for the Jaguars to acquire T. Higgins uh, with all the known things that go along with it. And uh, I know I mentioned it earlier, but I'll give you once again the details on how you can Enter to win the Fred Taylor autograph flip card from the Jaguars playoff victory over the L.A. Chargers. That's coming up. You're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, coming down the stretch here on Jaguars today, a story we'll talk more about tomorrow uh, but did not escape our attention. Uh, reportedly, the Jaguars uh, blocked the Ravens' interest in interviewing Press Taylor for their offense coordinator job. Uh, Greg Roman has moved on up there, and uh, you wonder, you know, who knows? You, you'd probably want to listen if you're Press Taylor. Mm-hmm. I would think the idea of working with Trevor Lawrence in the near future is pretty exciting, but also doesn't call the plays here, you know? So you wonder, that's kind of the stepping stone, I think, to getting – that head coaching job, particularly if you're the offensive coordinator who calls his own plays, you don't know if that's been one of the things that's held Eric Bieniemy back because Andy Reid calls a lot of the plays in Kansas City. But whatever the case may be, uh, it's interesting, and this is going to happen, right? The, the couple of teams have made a run at Jim Bob Cooter. Mm-hmm. Here's one team showing interest in Press Taylor. That is a good sign that your coaches are in demand, that people are recognizing what kind of job they did. But it's also why it's so important, Tony, as we've talked about so many times, when you've got an offensive-minded head coach in today's NFL, particularly if you've got a play caller at head coach, that even if you lost Press Taylor, you know, there might be some adjustment, but the offense is going to remain under the thumb of Doug Peterson mm-hmm. the whole way and uh, you know, feel like you're not going to backslide that much in that 
kind of circumstance. Yeah, I was reading Shipley's write-up about the whole deal with Press Taylor, and I thought it was interesting, the little blurb about Jim Bob Cooter and him having interviewed for two OC jobs. I did not know the Jags could have blocked those interviews because Jim Bob Cooter is a passing game coordinator, and I think because he's got that title as coordinator, the Jags technically could block him from interviewing for another coordinator job anywhere else. They chose not to, obviously. Yeah, that that would, to me, because be Because they saw it as he yeah. could go be the OC, so they're not trying to block him from advancing right. necessarily in like his Like he career. would have the whole offense yeah, under him. but I didn't even know teams could do that because a guy had that coordinator role, like title, on whatever his job description, that means that they can block him interviewing for another coordinator job, uh, technically in the league. I thought that was interesting. I don't know... You know, I'm I'm certain that Doug Peterson and Press Taylor have a good enough relationship and friendship that they've had this discussion already or will soon if right. they haven't. Right, yeah. All right. But anyway, we can get into that more tomorrow. Tomorrow, Rob Johnson is going to join the yeah. program. Uh, blast from the past. Of course, Rob Johnson's start back in 1997 uh, impelled or compelled uh, Buffalo to uh, make a trade for him, giving up the picks that would turn into Fred Taylor and Tavian Banks. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Fred Taylor... Once again, give you a quick uh, rundown on how you can enter the flip card contest. At, at Friday would be the earliest I'd pick a winner for this. So you probably won't know until after the Super Bowl who's going to win this. But uh, once again, this is the official game day flip card that is in every press box for every game in the National Football League. Uh, this one happened to be for the Jaguars-Chargers game, and it was signed in the immediate aftermath of that historic comeback win by Fred Taylor. He kind of personalized it a little bit. Throw a hashtag Duval till we die on there. And I've got a photo of him holding it up so you know it's legit that Fred signed it. So if you'd like that piece of memorabilia, uh, email Mike D at 1010XL.com. Fred in the subject line. That's the only word I want in the subject line. And in 100 words or less, make your case for why Fred Taylor is deserving of being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, that doesn't include your greeting and your signature. Please do include your phone number in the signature uh, if we have to get in touch with you directly. Uh, that is always helpful, but uh, I think that covers basically everything. Mike D at 1010XL.com, subject line, Fred, 100 words or less. Doesn't have to be 100. As long as it's not over, I don't mm-hmm. care how many you use if your argument is compelling enough, right? So, um, you know, you're arguing to me like I'm a Hall of Fame voter and maybe I'm on the fence or something like that. You're trying to convince me to give my vote to Fred Taylor to go into uh, the Hall of Fame with Tony Baselli up in Canton, Ohio. So, uh, today's question of the day presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate. Would you be in favor of the Jaguars trading the 24th pick in the upcoming NFL draft to Cincinnati for wide receiver T. Higgins? Higgins has one year left on his deal, so assume he'll want an extension worth at least $20 million per season. E.T., yes or no on T. Higgins in this scenario? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, emphatic hell yeah. Tell me why. Get up or Trevor, the weapons, man. We're in a, a league now, NFL. You got to score points to win games. We said that if we would have scored 30, we would have beat the, the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Might have, yeah. I, I think we would have won. You, you know, that, that's just the way the, the way the game is trending, man. High-powered offense. We got the quarterback. We got the gun. Let's get some bullets for the gun. Yeah, and they're trying, right? I mean, they, they've gone out, and they're bringing in Calvin Ridley. He's going to be here if he gets reinstated. And they obviously spent money on weapons in Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. And mm-hmm. th- I think this is a unique circumstance. And, again, do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't think it's going to happen because mostly these trades don't happen. If they do, 
It's not going to go exactly the way you envisioned it going, but if it were to go down, man, I tell you what, who would want to line up against that offense in 2023, Tony? Kirk, Ridley, Higgins, Ingram, ETN. Oh, yeah, Trevor freaking (laughs) Lawrence at the trigger. Mm -hmm. Um, The votes uh, over 500 in right now. 51.8% 51.8% say, yes, let's go all in. Push those chips to the middle of the table. What do they say about the banners, Tony? They fly forever. Mm-hmm. Championships, they last forever, E. Uh, no, that's too high of a pick because we're saying giving up the 24th pick, your first round selection here. No, that's too high of a pick. Uh, 20.9% said that. And no, Higgins is not worth that kind of contract, that kind of money, 27.3% said that. So it's still a close poll, yeah. whether it's yes or no. We tried to give you a couple of options of why you might say no. And uh, some of the responses we got, oh, a lot of them are along those lines. Seems like an overinvestment in the position. You're already paying big money to Kirk, Zay, and Ridley. Well, you're not paying big money to Zay. He's going to make it $7 million a year. By NFL standards, that's not big money anymore. You're paying Calvin Ridley this year $11 bucks. T. Higgins, by the way, this year is scheduled to make Less than $3 million. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, very affordable for the immediate cap hit. Obviously, you got to work out the deal or you're not going to do a trade like that because you're not going to take the risk that you're giving away your first-round pick on a one-year kind of investment. Uh, Cristiano asked, is this in a scenario where Calvin Ridley's reinstated or not? Um, Either way, well, even more so if he's not. Because if he's not, now you got to – I mean – that was the foresight that the Jaguars had last season to acquire the rights to Calvin Ridley. Looking at this wide receiver group in free agency, it ain't pretty. With mentioning that the Jags could have the top receiver core trio in the league if they were able to pull off a trade for a guy like Higgins, I was curious. I was like, where were the Jaguars considered to be going into 2022? I couldn't remember, right, with the wide receiver group that they had added. So I looked at PFF. Right, number one is not a surprise, and it's one of the guys we're talking. Cincinnati was number one on the list, right? Would you care to hazard a guess at where the Jags' receiving core ranked going into going the year? Going into the year, last year, according um, to PFF, twenty ninth, twenty eight. Okay, twenty eight in the likely a weakness tier. <laughs> turn out like, to not be the case. Look, we yeah. we questioned like when I was what scrolling Zay Jones down was going to turn into. Yeah, I, I was scrolling down the list, and Tennessee was at twenty six, and I still hadn't seen Jacksonville. I was like, "What are y'all doing?" Yeah, that that one. Yeah, I'm not sure about. Maybe they just loved them some Traylon Burks. Apparently, or, I don't or know. thought Robert Woods had some gas left yeah, in the tank. Twenty eight ahead of Baltimore, Houston, Green Bay, and Chicago. All right. Uh, well, uh, we have done all the damage we can do for one day, I believe. So let's say hello to XL Primetime. Hello. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Matt Hayes is here. Hello, Matt. Good morning, fellas. How are How, you? We're very well. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, hypothetical, and you guys may have discussed it to some degree yesterday, um, T. Higgins, uh, you're gonna if you were to acquire T. Higgins, right, who wants a lot of money, Going to have to give them a contract extension. If you're the Jags in the position they're in, you know the position they're in. I don't need to explain it to you. Would you give up your first-round pick? Assuming you could work out a deal with T. Higgins for a long-term extension, would that be a good use of your resources? Oh, boy. I, I You know what? I, I'm in the camp of I want to see what really is first. 
I, I want to at least see where they are right there with that. Because if he's what they think he is, it's the same player. It's uh, the same player. I think they're different kinds of players. Well, they're similar to the point of they can be your one. Sure. They are guys that can be your one that can stress defenses. That's kind of my point with when, that. Is. When do you find that out with Ridley? You have to wait till you get into the season? Well, I think he probably, when Trevor starts throwing with him, which should be as, could be as soon as what? A week, two weeks when he's reinstated? Uh, if Yeah, if he's he's eligible to apply for reinstatement on the 15th. So um, we should know hopefully sooner rather than later. Right. Uh, so but, let's, let's say he gets reinstated. He's allowed to work out with them. Trevor starts throwing with him, and I think you can probably tell close what kind of shape he's in, what he looks like, if he's motivated. You know, at that point, then you got to make a decision. At the end of the day, it's your decision is you have one in hand. Do you then go out and spend more money and a draft pick for somebody that's a very good player? Who's a really good player who's young. He's yeah. just Ridley's turned- what, 28? Ridley is – 28 or 29? 29. Yeah. yeah. I think he just turned 28, actually. Higgins just turned 24 yeah. last month. Yeah, young guy. Uh, and he, as Tony pointed out, 25 touchdowns in 30 games for Trevor Lawrence collegiately. Yeah. So you got that. I'm, uh, I'm not usually the push the chips in guy. I'm like, you know, you got to you gotta hit these first-round picks. You get the value of the – I think this guy is the exception, and I would happily roll out a Higgins-Ridley-Kirk trio and just – Terrorize the AFC <laughs> next year. You keep Zay as your four. Absolutely. Yeah, for a year. Yeah. For for a year for seven million bucks. Yeah. Because yeah. by then, who knows? Maybe maybe Calvin Ridley looks good. You're still not going to give Calvin Ridley an extension until I don't think well into the upcoming season at the earliest. Right. And like I wouldn't anyway because it wasn't just the suspension. It was Calvin Ridley. Did did he lose his love of playing football? Was a, a legitimate question. You know, prior to that. And every indication is he's reinvigorated and all that. So, so the question then becomes, though, if you if you push your chips all in, mm-hmm. do you have enough money to keep Evan Ingram? I think you do. I think you do. I, I at the cost of at well, the cost of other things. You think T Higgins this year costs less than three million on the cap. So if you structure the contract right, you're not going to take a big cap hit in 2023 on T Higgins. Right, so you know you got to get creative, so, man. So you're but, going all in on 23, is what you're telling me. Well, no, but I think I think for the next few years you could find a way to make the the money work. At you know after next year, roll Cam Robinson's money off and and hand the job to Walker Little. Right, I mean you you're gonna have to come up with cheaper alternatives at other spots. But boy, tell me, T Higgins, Christian Kirk, Calvin yeah. Ridley, Evan Ingram, and Travis Etienne playing with Trevor Lawrence wouldn't. Not only that, I mean, I mean, honestly, the window is tight right now. Right. With all these young guys that you've drafted in the first last couple of years. It's, it's here right now right. in this moment. Right, you got to get right. it. Right. And, and T. Higgins is not like – like, to me, DeAndre Hopkins is a win-it-at-all-cost kind of move right, right. now because he's north of 30, right? T. Higgins is like, man, every year of any extension you sign up to is his prime. Right. Every single year of it. Oh, right. man. It's not going to happen, <laughs> but it's fun to think about anyway. What are you guys doing today? We might start doing this. Uh, we'll do Jags. It's quite, it was a good one. We'll do fun. Jags, and we'll talk about this uh, crazy Jaden Rashada contract. Alleged so, contract. So it, do you allege contract? Do you now believe that? Or so you're saying allege? Are our, our Stuart Mandel and Andy Staples uh, not telling the truth that they've no, no, seen no, the contract? No, 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 no. I don't, I'm sure. I'm sure they're, they're they have sources that are telling me exactly what it is. They said they've my, seen it. Didn't my, they? Okay. My only question is this: If you have the contract, uh huh. Why would you not put a PDF of it on on your site? Uh, maybe they were shown the contract but not allowed to. Why? Pub- I don't know. Ask them. They're your buds. We'll, hopefully, we're trying to 
effort, as they say. <laughs> All right. Get Andy's, well, I'll be Andy listening. Stables I'm intrigued. Uh, Matt, have a good show. All right, man. All right, there you go. Matt Hayes out the door tomorrow. Rob Johnson's going to join us, yeah, Tony. that'll be fun. And unless we get to trade that interview for a future Hall of Famer. Mm. We, no, I'm kidding, Rob. We love you. <laughs> uh, we love you for what you did for us, and, and both as a Jag and as a Buffalo Bill. And uh, that'll be fun talking to him tomorrow. And, uh, again, if you've got suggestions on some of that type of uh, player, like some blast from the past that we don't regularly have here on 1010XL, let us know. We'll try to do one of those uh, at least weekly uh, for the time being here in the offseason. All right, I think we've uh, tied everything up for mm-hmm. today. Uh, if you haven't voted in the Twitter poll, still out there at MD underscore 1010XL. So weigh in, and we'll give you final results on that tomorrow. For Tony Smith, for E.T., Great job on the updates today, by the way, E.T. <laughs> oh, oh, that, you know, lightweight. I just That's just my lightweight. And that, those headsets, uh, I don't know how much they cost, but they look expensive. Bling, well. bling. So there you go. Uh, for all those guys and myself, Mike Dempsey, we'll be back tomorrow from 10 to noon with more Jaguars today right here on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Yo, Jacksonville. Who want to eat a W? Two more.